What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Keeping Stock Sneaker Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gray. As we prep for the holidays and the big six, the six weeks before the end of the year, we all know you're holiday shopping, and you may be holiday shopping for a friend who is into sneakers or someone who is in the sneaker head culture. Or maybe you just want to reward yourself for braving the mall at this time of year with the pandemic and everything going on, or you're online shopping for others, and you just want to reward yourself because that's what people do when they're holiday shopping. Buy stuff for others and find an excuse to buy something for yourself. In today's episode, that's what we're going to cover. The best gifts for a sneaker lover, someone who enjoys shoes, a sneaker head, so to speak that aren't necessarily going to break the bank, but are going to add and help their collection either grow, last longer, or ways to highlight their collection. With that being said, just a quick reminder, Keeping Stock is uploaded every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. So if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a rating and a like on whatever platform you're on. Make sure to follow the podcast and With that being said, let's hop into it. So, gifts for sneakerheads or sneaker enthusiasts, as I said. Not a big fan of the term sneakerhead, but it does relate to a certain culture or a certain individual. My first disclaimer is to avoid any type of weird knockoff or gimmick. Personally, I don't a huge fan of the Jordan clocks or knockoff airpods sneaker cases however if that's what they may be interested in that's something you get for them but it's just a lot of those this time of year little kiosk in the mall pop up that are screen printing fake supreme hoodies and nike designs onto t-shirts kiosk trying to clean your shoes with cleaners that have chemicals that are going to harm the shoes in the long run They're using the dirty water to wash those shoes, for examples. Just stay away from those areas in terms of gifts, in my opinion. The first thing I think that a lot of sneaker enthusiasts are aware of but don't have in their collection is a shoehorn. I think what this can offer, it may sound a little elderly or old, but it's going to help individuals from creasing the heels of their sneakers, the leather on their Jordan 1s, or getting into those tighter Yeezys with that elastic fit. One, it takes a little bit of strain off from trying to slam your foot into a sneaker, helps preserve it, as I said, from instead of just slamming down into it, you can easily slide your foot into the sneaker. Makes it easy day to day, great for functionality, doesn't take up a lot of space, relatively inexpensive, a good stocking stuffer, available in a variety of places, easy to find, And it goes a long way. As someone who does utilize a shoehorn, it's one of the most underrated things in my sneaker collection when it comes to putting on shoes on a day-to-day basis. And I think it's something that a lot of people are aware of. We hear about it, but we only perceive it to be with the elderly or people who have trouble getting on their shoes. But why not just make putting on your shoes easy by getting this gift of a shoehorn for someone? And I'm sure there's hundreds of customized ones out there where you could probably get a sneaker themed shoehorn or you can find the funny like four foot long one so people don't have to bend down but just a simple shoehorn will last a lifetime in the same vein shoe trees 
If you aren't familiar with a shoe tree, essentially what you're doing is this foot form is inserted into the shoe to help one, prevent creasing, two, if it is wooden or cedar wood, absorb a little bit of moisture and smell from the shoe, three, keep the natural shape of the shoe, and four, can help stretch it out a little bit, maybe a quarter of an inch to provide some room in the shoe, but it overall is going to help the longevity of that sneaker. We've talked about shoe trees in the past. You can get them from Ikea. You can get plastic ones. You can get wooden ones. Again, it's something that can take a sneaker collection to the next level. This can be a little bit more expensive depending if someone or yourself has greater than 20 pairs of shoes. But if you have one pair of shoes that you really treasure, say it's a pair of Nike Air Easy 2s or the LeBron 10 Corks or a Jordan 3, putting a shoe tree in there is only going to help. It's going to keep that natural shape in the box because I'm sure a lot of you know, as sneaker enthusiasts, you may just be keeping that cardboard or stuffed paper in the toe box of the shoe to prevent creasing and it's really not doing that much put a shoe tree in there it's going to take that extra step along with remove some of that smell a little bit of that moisture help keep it stretched fitting properly and keeping a natural shape over time because if you're going to make this investment you want those shoes to last as long as possible especially if you want to break them out in 15 years and keep them looking crisp and people wondering if that's a new release or it's from a decade and a half ago. How about this next one? And I'm sure it's been on your list or you've asked for it. Some sort of storage system. And that can be just about anything. You have simple storage racks where you put shoes that are out of the box onto these racks. Fits, depending on your shoe size, 3 to 8, 12 pairs. Some can stand tall, some can hang on the back of the door. Depends on what you're looking to get out of that. Maybe it's just a shoe rack for a current rotation of sneakers. Only holds three to five pairs. Maybe it's for beaters. Maybe it's a way to better organize certain brands as one sort of sneaker storage solution. Maybe you want to move to the industrial shelving racks that are silver or black and have the large grates in there to keep and stack boxes on those shelving units. Maybe you want to do Dropbox or Subbro or My Sneaker Throne type boxes that are especially made for sneakers where it's easy to see your sneakers and put them on display, easy to take them out, highlight certain shoes, they're stackable, UV protected. That's another great way to get Sneakers maybe out of their boxes, or maybe if they are just in a large pile, to organize them properly. You can organize them by brand, size, colors. We've seen it all on social media. And it's a great way and a great gift for someone who does have a lot of sneakers, or it's just great for yourself. Get started now. Get one box. Get six boxes. Start slowly by slowly making that transition. And if you wear a small enough size, Your sneaker boxes will fit into drop front boxes or the likes of those. For us, big feet wearing 12, 12 and a half, 13. It may work for a Jordan 1, but more likely than not, it's not going to work. But it's a great way to put them on display. So now you've gotten shoe horns, shoe trees, sneaker storage solutions. You could be simple. Another stocking stuffer. Sneaker cleaners. Like I said at the top of the episode, 
avoid the kiosk cleaners for the most part, the brands that you haven't heard of, because they're cheap products, very little research and development. They're made using chemicals. They may not be water-based. And what does that mean? It means, yeah, it's going to clean up, but it may be eating away at the paint, maybe eating away at the glue, maybe causing premature yellowing. Further, if you're going for one of the examples, you notice that they're used just using a dirty ass bucket of water to clean your shoes, transferring dirt to the shoes. Avoid those. Look for something that is water-based, such as crepe or Jason Mark or Reshuvenator. Those are made specifically for high-value sneakers in the ways that it's going to keep them healthy. It's not going to prematurely yellow or eat away at the glue. Every sneakerhead or sneaker enthusiast needs some sort of cleaner. It could be the quick wipes that some brands offer. It could be the full kit. It could be the laundry kit that some brands offer. You know, you have to be careful with those laundry kits and how often you're utilizing them, but they can clean the sneakers. It's again, another nice gift to give that takes the hassle out of someone who does use cleaner often from ordering another pair or going to the store to get another pair. It's just the thought. Or for some people who are just getting into sneakers, they may not not know. And that's what you provide them with is the insight is, hey, here's a sneaker cleaner. This is what they do. This is why it's better than what's sold in the mall or what used to be sold in Foot Locker and Champs and those types of their own style before they transition to the Crep and the Reshuvenaver and Jason Mark type cleaners. In the same vein as cleaners, a pro tip, maybe look for some sort of leather restoration cream. One, you're going to have to do your research. Make sure it's dye-free because you don't want it to darken the leather. Make sure it's fragrance-free if there's any odd chemicals in there. And look for the reviews and see if it's been utilized on sneakers before. This can really help bring back to life old leather-based shoes. Adidas Superstars, Top 10s, Jordan 1s, Jordan 3s. Any of those great deals someone may have found on eBay from the 90s of a leather shoe. Bring it back to life, recondition the leather, give it some shine, and give it a chance for a few more years of wear. As opposed to looking and saying, wow, that leather does not look great. That looks creased that looks beat and putting it aside or trying to sell it or give it away restore that shoe with some leather restoration cream a cleaner a shoe tree help get rid of some of that age on the sneaker it can go a long way further helping the appearance of a shoe shoelaces roplace supply clo really enjoy their products they have a variety for all types of laces sizes colors that you can imagine. As we see this vintage trend start to grow and grow and grow, maybe you get a pair of off-white kind of vintage colors. Maybe you're looking for the brand style off-white quotation shoelace quotation shoelaces. That can be a fun way to add in there. Or maybe someone just needs another pair of black laces or white laces to replace and make it look a little bit cleaner. Again, it can go a long way and that is relatively inexpensive finding shoelaces because we see them, we use them every day, but how often are you going out to get shoelaces? Probably not often, but I'm sure you'd be open to someone getting you a gift that you could replace maybe some dingy old shoelaces that you've been meaning to replace. 
And so you can see how a lot of these things help the appearance of the shoe. They're very small, easy to get, convenient for those who enjoy sneakers. Now, if you want to go a step further, what I personally really enjoy, and this has helped with my experience in retail, we talked a little bit about it with Drew Whitcomb, is maybe adding an insole, right? Jordans, Nike, Adidas, they're mass-produced shoes. So they aren't giving you a specific arch support. They're making it as neutral as possible. There is no support in the heel or the forefoot or heel support. So maybe getting someone a little bit better insole to swap into their shoes. Again, that's going to help the life of the sneaker. But it's also good for their feet, their knees, their hips. Yes, it can be tricky finding an insole for someone else, but it depends on how you want to do it. You can get an insole, give them a receipt. If it doesn't work, they can take it back. You can tell them directly you want to get them an insole. I mean, they're only $15 to $30. It's when you get to those orthotics, the custom-made ones, which is a different route, that it costs a little bit more money, $80, $120. Help take away some of that pain from wearing a certain sneaker that may not be comfortable to wear all day by putting in an insole and offering an insole for them to wear and help them take care of their body because it's an area a lot of people aren't educated on and it can go a long way. You can give them one pair of insoles and they can be swapping it out between sneakers, putting in their performance-based sneaker or their running shoe or just using it strictly casual. One of those areas that's often overlooked in the sneaker community is that comfort aspect and that custom ability in a sneaker. So I don't think Nike necessarily is hoping that people keep their little thin inserts in their shoes. They just made it there to sell it and then leave it up to you to take it out and add an insole to make it more comfortable to you, more adjustable. I do it with all my Jordan 1s. And that's why people like the Jordan 1 Zoom so much is that it's put in that new Zoom sole and insole into the shoe or the chuck too to give a little bit more comfort and support as you wear that sneaker throughout the day maybe you know this person a little bit better you understand their sense of style maybe you get them a pair of jeans or you get yourself a pair of jeans having a good staple jean is necessary in the sneaker community you'll see it across the board whether it's jeans or joggers some sort of pant in general Finding a good pair, either getting them a gift card to that website or that store to bring into their rotation. I always am wearing Levi's and always appreciate a pair of Levi's. They last long and they're great. Maybe you're looking for a more minimal tech-related jogger. You can find that out there. Maybe you're looking for something more streetwear, John Elliott side of things. You can find that out there. And it's going to help enhance the look if that's what they're interested in of their sneakers. It's going to accent it very well if it's a high or if it's a low. It's going to bring more attention. It's going to help draw the outfit together. Again, you kind of have to know who you're buying these gifts for because some sneaker lovers have a very particular sense if they like joggers or jeans or a certain pant. But that's what gift cards come in for. And again, it's not directly sneaker related, but it does help out in the grand scheme of things. In the line of gift cards, why don't they get them a gift card to Nike or Foot Locker? I mean, that's a cop-out. This is pretty straightforward. But even if it's only $25, $50, they can preload it to their account in most cases and then use that for an upcoming release. 
or a shock drop or apparel or socks or something else that they're interested in that you aren't 100% sure about, but that can go a little bit further. $25, $50, $75. It gives them the free range of choice, but it stays within that world of sneakers. I mean, it really depends on the person. If they prefer a gift card to Nike or Foot Locker, Champs, East Bay, Finish Line, whoever it is, or if they prefer cash or it's better to go to Amazon, whatever it is, right? It's still the thought is there to help them with their collection or the ideas that, you know, what they want to do with their sneakers in the future. If you're looking to be a big spender, I don't think anyone is necessarily opposed to a camera. Sneakers are a great intro field to photography in any regards. You're paying $190, $225 for a sneaker. People really enjoy social media if that's their personality type. Great sneaker photography goes a long way there. Take a couple pictures of sneakers. Maybe then they get interested in landscapes. Maybe then they get interested in headshots or senior pictures. You know, it scales all from the start. Maybe they just get familiar with a camera through taking photos of their sneaker collection or their outfit pics or a certain sneaker and trying product shots. That's a little thing that can go a long way. Being a good photographer lasts you a lifetime. It captures moments. It captures the time, the mood, what you're interested in. It can kill time. It's a fun project to do with friends. A ton of things can go there from simply a camera. And yeah, that one might be a stretch from sneakers, but maybe that's what they utilize it on is for taking pictures of their Jordan 1 collection or outfit pics or outfit grid. That's going to be a little bit better once they get comfortable with it than potentially the smartphone that they're utilizing or the editing program on the back end just to help learn more about that type of tech in that world that is fused together in some cases through sneakers and photography. And lastly, I mean, you could always do a book. Shout out to Dylan Dietrich of Sneakonomic Growth. You can purchase that on Amazon. It's really cool behind the scenes of the sneaker industries and some of the factors that have led to the rise of sneaker culture and the things that go in on the back end. We've talked about that a few episodes ago. If you're interested in listening to that interview, you could do Shoe Dog and the Story of Nike by, by Phil Knight. Another great history of Nike, one of the leading shoe corporations in the world and how they came about and the slim chance that they had to succeed and they did another great thing as always all these gifts are very little except for the camera but it can go a long way none of them are really cheap or or gimmicky you know like adding lights to sneakers or you know the weird sneaker shoe covers to walk things like that overall what we touched on today there's tons more gifts out there if that's what you're you're thinking for trying to reward yourself is uh, shoe horns, shoe trees, sneaker storage boxes, cleaners, insoles, jeans, books, cameras, shoelaces, gift cards. All of those things fall into the realm of sneakers. But I want to hear what your guys' favorite sneaker gifts you've gotten or have presented in the past are or things you'd like to help you with your sneaker collection and your sneaker hobby. You can always shoot me that information on social media, which is linked below. We're going to take a quick break. And once we get back, we're going to go over cool content and upcoming releases. 
If you like what you've heard so far, make sure to follow us on social media, Instagram at keeping stock and Twitter at keeping underscore stock. Further, social media is always found in the show notes and other cool things that are going on with the Keeping Stock podcast. But the best place to find that is going to be following us on Instagram and Twitter. Without further ado, let's get back to the show. In regards to cool content, this week we're going through the elections, an up and down roller coaster, regardless of what party you're on. The most shocking thing to me has been the NBA has decided to start the season on December 22nd, which gives them exactly a 71-day offseason, the shortest of all time, with a 10-day free agency period after the NBA draft. Free agency is going to be nuts. The NBA draft is going to go by surprisingly quick. And then to start without a summer league, maybe they do a one-week winter league, I'm not sure. I just hope that none of the players get injured from this short turnaround. And sure, some teams haven't played in almost a year. However, some of those teams haven't had the same type of contact that happened in the bubble. Vice versa, some teams that were in the bubble may not have had that full rest. I mean, the Lakers in the heat were there for three and a half months, grinding in the bubble. Now, 60 days off, 70 days off before camp starts is absurd. A 72-game schedule? They should have just started at MLK Day weekend or on All-Star weekend and done 50 games or 60 games. No one would have been mad at that. We would have gotten good quality basketball. It'll be interesting to see how this transitions for the NBA, and it'll be also interesting to see how sneaker release strategies change as television picks up these games or if they go about the similar ways or just how the season's starting later so sneaker rollouts are occurring differently because right now it's typically when we see a lot of these sneakers roll out and we're not seeing or hearing that much alas let's take a look at upcoming releases for november 8th through the 14th and we're going to start with the nike air max 90 og infrared 2020 comes out on the 9th classic silhouette for 140 dollars a lot of sneaker must-haves from that silhouette and that colorway specifically, so it may be tough to pick up and get your hands on. That comes out on the 9th, along with the Nike Air Force One Gore-Tex boot, Nike Woman's Dunk Disrupt in University Red, Nike Air Max 97 Black Metallic Gold, Nike Air Max 90 Radiant Red. We see the Air Jordan 5 Low Golf Lucky and Good for 220 a golf shoe from Jordan brand. So not an everyday wear, definitely for golfers only, unless you want to resole it. We get the Nike Zim Freak 2 grade school and university red, which has seen to grow quite a bit here is the Nike Dunk Low Veneer on November 10th for $100. The hype is slowly building and the dunk trend is still rising. So these will probably be hard to get your hands on, but those come out on November 10th. We see the Nike Adapt Basketball 2.0 White Cement on November 10th. And then we also will see on the 11th, the Adidas Yeezy Boost 350 V2 Fade. Honestly, with all these Adidas Yeezy Boosts, I'm not sure if they've come out before or not because the colors are starting to look so similar. But if you're really starting to try, you should be able to get your hands on a V2 as they continue to release uh, this year. Then we see the Nike SB Dunk Low Elephant on November 11th, 2020, $400. Looks very similar to the Atmos pack that we've seen in the past. 
uh, with the elephant print and the kind of Tiffany blue on the swoosh. Those are going to be hard to get. Anything with elephant print in the Dunk World seems to be hard to get, so best of luck there. Then we get the Kyrie Mystery Box, which has the Kyrie 7 icons of sport, the special effects, expressions, and sound wave come out on the 11th. All of those are 140 on Nike. I think you purchase the mystery box and then you get one of the colors randomly, which is cool. But if you wanted a certain color, maybe just go down to Foot Locker. We will also see the Nike Air Presto USA in another alternate colorway. That's going to be the price 130. We will see the Air Jordan 5 What the on November 12th. If you're into that loud, what the colorway, these are definitely for you, combining a lot of the Jordan 5 elements, the Tokyo and the Raging Bull being very prominent here. A little too loud for me, so I'll be passing. But those come out on the 12th, once again for 220. Then we'll see the Air Jordan 35 DNA, Nike Air Max 1 Strawberry Lemonade, the BBC Reebok Question Low, and Yellow Red Pink, Yellow Purple, Yellow Purple Green on the 12th. The Jalen Ramsey Adidas ZX2K Boost on the 12th. Sakai Nike Vapor Waffle Black Summit White on November 13th. Those will be $180, along with the Game Royale on the 13th, $180. Man, a ton of releases. The Air Jordan 1 Mid SE White Metallic Gold on the 13th. Reminds me of the Kawhi Jordan 1, uh, but this is going to be a mid. Cardi B and Reebok. Didn't know that was a thing. Uh... That comes out on the 13th if you're interested. The Nike LeBron 18 Los Angeles by night after we just saw the by day come out. And then the big releases for the weekend is going to be the Air Jordan 1 High OG Co. Japan Midnight. That will be $170. Great looking shoe on foot from what I've seen so far. Quality looks pretty average. Not bad, not great, but it looks like a good shoe. That comes out on the 14th. And that'll round up all of the releases coming up for November 8th through 14th. As you can see, the holidays are coming in hot. More and more releases every week. They want you to spend your money either on yourself or on others. But at the end, let me know what you guys are picking up. Let me know if you thought of any more sneaker-related gifts for the holiday rush in the last six weeks of the year. I appreciate you guys, as always, for listening. Don't forget to follow the podcast and leave a rating. And with all that being said, I'll catch you guys next week.